0: Welcome to The Katie Fleece Show, where we talk about how to level up on all areas of your life, including fitness, business, mindset, and relationships. I'm Katie Fleece, busy mom, wife, longtime entrepreneur and coach who has worked with thousands of people across the world, leading them out of the depths of their frustration and into their greatness. Whether you are an entrepreneur who is ready to build and scale the business of your dreams, or someone who is ready to get in the best shape of your life, Make sure to listen in and visit the show notes for all of the ways to join me for free. It's time to get out of your own way and unlock your highest potential. All right. I am so super pumped about my next guest, Miss Lauren, all the way from LA. Lauren, how are you doing, girl?
1: I'm excited. I'm so excited. I do. Just- I am like, I am so
0: obsessed with your energy. <laughs>
1: Thank you. It's taking I like, a lot of work to get here.
0: <laughs> I mean, I I just like, even just watching you on the gram, I'm like, oh my gosh, I think we might be spirit animals. I'm just saying. Uh,
1: I don't know if we're allowed to say that. Um, but oh. uh... Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh um, my gosh. I've, been watching, I've been watching the morning show on Apple television. Have you watched yeah. that with Jen Aniston? Oh, yes. Oh, it's so good. Season two, they really did a good job of the demise of America in 2020. Wait, hold up, season two? Yeah. Spiriality I didn't realize
0: spirited. that there was a season two released. hmm Oh my gosh. Well, now yeah. I know what I'm going to be watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to watch it. We got- so in Is big that trouble. a thing on, is that, is that a thing on, yeah. on season two? Oh, yeah. lovely. Great. Yeah. I'll have to yeah. watch it. Yeah, you're canceled. <laughs> Automatically. Two- Automatically canceled. Oh 90 oh seconds God.
1: in, you're done. Yeah,
0: I feel like we could do, probably do a whole other podcast on that actually, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, but we won't go there. This podcast, maybe, there. maybe another one.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Like when you, when you invited me, I was like, wait, her, she asked me Aww. because when I found you, I was like, I like totally went down like the comparison rabbit hole,
0: mm.
1: right? Cause we're in the same industry and I'm like, I can look at your numbers and I'm like, was like twitching a little bit. I'm like, no, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Oh so my thank God, you. Like can't. It was so nice that like, you want to hang out with me.
0: Yes. Yes. I just, like I said, I was instantly attracted to your energy and I don't even know how I found you, but I was like, I, I like this girl. Like we need to be friends and she needs to be on my podcast. So <laughs> thank you. Um, I love it. So tell us a little bit about um
1: you and what you do. Yeah. Um, I'm a dog mom of four, Um, (laughs) (laughs) one rescue, one mom, one son, and one baby. Um, I have Wheaton Terriers and a Shih Tzu, and the Wheaton Terriers are fucking insane. Yes. Uh, They're just crazy dogs. (laughs) Um, And then, um, but, okay, so, but, like, professionally, I've been in fitness for 22 years, Love and it. I learned Pilates from Ron Fletcher, who he learned Pilates from Joe and Clara Pilates. Yes, and he like really. I was already certified in personal training when I met him. I was 23, and he was 83, mm. and he just like changed my life and took me under his wing. I had his cell phone number, you mm-hmm. know, like because he's like royalty. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yes. So, <laughs> so so him and, um, and then I went to like traditional stuff like I wanted to be strong so I learned powerlifting I learned Olympic lifting I went to a Mark Ripto conference and do you know you starting strength guy I, no I don't think I've ever heard of him I kind of met him like at the tail end of his career when everybody started to hate him after he left CrossFit oh and-
0: oh okay okay that rings a bell now yes
1: Yes. And me being me, I didn't have any questions because really? I didn't have any questions. And so he wouldn't, he refused to give me a certification because I didn't ask a question. And I was like, I don't have any questions. And I just, I don't know, like I was just in this mood where it went right over my head. And so that was like a really funny experience to have that interaction with someone like him. He taught me to bench press on that lunch break. Cause I didn't get a chance to get in the rounds. He was eating a sandwich.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And a piece of food fell from his mouth. and landed on my lip. Oh
0: my gosh. What? That's yes. disgusting.
1: Yes. <laughs> but yes. also a really funny story. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So like, so I've, I've done a bunch of stuff. And then like, I went to like nerve and joint rehab stuff. And, um, and then, you know, I joke that like, I have a long career. I have a lifetime of like self-hate and 12 years of personal development and just like working on myself to like finally, be okay with being me it's <laughs> yeah. like be okay being in a body and the, like how ironic it is that like I chose fitness as my career but I've been so screwed up in my body mm. so it's like now I'm like okay let's do this like the gloves are off like I'm going in you know so like I feel very excited which I think is like what's coming forward on like the Instagram and stuff because I'm like I've never actually liked myself so, oh, wow. so here, yeah. hi everyone
0: Wow. You know, what's funny. It's, it's interesting to hear you say that because I feel like a lot of people in the fitness industry can actually just relate to what you just said. You know, there are so many, and I think it's, it's almost like, because so many of us have developed like body dysmorphia, you know, and, and being in the fitness industry, there is a lot of comparison syndrome that happens that takes place, you know? Yeah. Um, But wow. That that's good for you, girl. That's so awesome. Yeah. 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 I want to talk to you today, Lauren, about like relationship with food and like how to develop a healthy relationship. And I think just, you know, you and I both know from being in the fitness industry, this is something that so many people struggle with on a deep, deep level, you know, and it's like, this is the one thing like they can, they can get their workouts in, they can, you know, do all of the things that like actually having a healthy relationship with food is just totally foreign to them. And I think it's because like, we've been taught for so long, like this is good. This is bad, you know, that type of thing. And so really, I just want you to weigh in on that topic and like what your views are on how to develop a healthy Mm -hmm. relationship with food. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I have a really, 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 really neutral relationship with food. Yeah. And it's taken a long time to get there. And it's, um, and also part of it is I kind of have to, if I don't want to have hemorrhoids. Mm. Oh, well, there's that
0: (laughs) (laughs) we're going there. We are going going there.
1: there. We're just going to dive right in. So, um, so basically like where, where I'm at right now is I am on a slight calorie deficit without tracking in macros. I've done the macros. I've, I've tracked the macros and I'm not tracking them on purpose because I'm, feeling my body like 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 yeah. I feel like I checked out of my body like at a like under five years old. I feel like mm-hmm. I've been dis- disconnected that soon. Yeah. And okay. so um so where what I'm doing now is gonna do that for the to get a six pack. I'd love 30 coming in. You can see them when I flex, but like I just want them to be there like when I'm not flexed. Yes, you know what I mean? Like I'm ready to have that. I think you I think you already have that. Yeah well you know <laughs> <laughs> yes I want it I want it I want it. So I have a teeny tiny little eating list. Cause I follow hepatonia acupuncture and I started okay. following this type in 2020 because I would lay down with my feet up after I ate because my low back would, would hurt when wow. I would eat. Wow! and my, what I, my intestines would swell. So the, it felt like a vice, like, like rectangles of yeah. in your intestines, it would swell. They would sound like they were blowing their nose. Like wow. it was, it was the craziest thing. Um, And so I, when I went to constitutional acupuncture, it totally turned around, but it's like root vegetables, squash, like everything that like you can't diet with, you know, no greens, no broccoli, no salad, no green beans, no asparagus, like nothing that's easy, you know, for like roughage. Right. So, um, that's where I'm at now. So to be able to have that tiny boring list, I eat zucchini almost every single day for the last year. Yeah, like it's not fun, but I can do it. And I used to be someone who was yo-yo dieting and binging and using laxatives. Yeah, wow. So that's a big change. Big change. (laughs) And what I've noticed is that developmentally, I've gone down a rabbit hole of personal development and brain development because I needed to also learn how to get out of chronic pain because I've had chronic pain and tension my whole life mm yep. Always susceptible to illness my whole life. Yeah. Learned that that's actually a division of the conscious and the subconscious mind. Mm. So I've gone down this like really deep rabbit hole to figure this fucking shit out so that like I could like function. Yeah. So what I've really found is that when we're learning this whole relationship thing of how to fit into the family, to be the good girl, to get rewarded for behavior, you know, potty training with jelly beans. So now we have achievement equals food reward. Mm. Like how many times do people reward themselves with their favorite junk food when they lose five pounds? We're like, wait, yes.
0: Yes. Oh my
1: gosh. Yes. Right. But it's little kid stuff. It's like this mental, emotional operating system that like we got ingrained in us. And then if we're, if in the peer group or in the family group, our behavior, our personality, who we be is not enough or too much. We're too weird. We're too loud. I love your reel that you have in the garage when you're like dancing. You're like, yes, this is me. <laughs> <laughs> that reel
0: right. just like sums up my life, by the way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that it was in the garage. It was like so real.
0: I love to dance real. like that and embarrass my children. Like just ask them. It's, it's, it's fun, you know, but anyways.
1: Yes, I was a stepmom for a while, and I put on Barbara Streisand of uh, "Don't Rain on My Parade" through yeah. a shopping center, like all the way windows yeah. down. It was great, amazing, so good. Um, so basically, what? So we've got this. You know, we're excited. We feel a sense of achievement. So we're gonna eat. Mm. I feel bored. Mm. Where the boredom is like so. So I'm talking about this mechanically. Yeah right now how like the energetics and the emotions and their relationship work mechanically i'll i'll i think i'll talk about like the relationship side too like actual Mm -hmm. like intimacy with it Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but like with the boredom it's like our body's vibration is looking to know where the body is in the world in space so if there is no stimulus Mm -hmm. the vibration is like sending out these feelers to like tell the brain well where are we in the world where are we Are we in a safe place or are we in a scary place? Wow. Yeah. So when the vibe is like trying to figure out like what's going on because it's bored, there's no stimulus. And then it sends this question to the brain of like, where are we? Where are we? And if the brain starts to figure out where we are from a sucky lack place, well, I'm not out with my friends. I'm not on the bikini. I don't have this. I'm not that yet. We sink Mm. and then we eat to fill. Wow. Right. Like, and this is like, like if if we're bored and we don't have a disciplined mind to create an internal state of fullness, then the boredom makes us sink. And then the brain is like the best way to feel better is if we eat this thing and get an endorphin dump and we feel heavy in our body. Right. Ooh, so good. It's just mechanics. Yes. And then then we have the cycle of abuse. So we've got excitement, we've got boredom, and then we got the cycle of abuse. Mm. So if we were made to feel shame and guilt in any way, by law, the subconscious mind has to get the body to do things to reinforce the identity of the emotions of shame and guilt. Mm. So then- we feel bad about what we ate so then we starve ourselves or we like go cram in another workout because we need to we need to burn off that extra food
0: mm, yep. or
1: we have to stuff ourselves to then after the high feel bad and feel shame and guilt yeah so when i started to see this stuff like mechanically cuz like i said i was checked out of my body from a really long age so i would feel bad but not be able to identify my feelings I just knew I did shit to myself when I felt bad. Right. So it took actually allowing myself to feel and read books and try to understand these larger concepts of like, why can't I stop doing this? Because I like, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, but like, these are the laws, like this is just how it functions. So then it was like, okay, I can work on these little pieces.
0: Mm. I, wow. Just hearing you say that, I know that so many people can relate to that. I mean, it's just like, that is just, yeah. It's like when we're bored, when we're, when we feel like we're inadequate, when we're excited, like it all revolves around food. Mm -hmm. Mm.
1: And it was, mm -hmm. go ahead. Well, it was just like, when, when like people would talk about me, cause this is like the relationship with the self, right? It's not really about food. It's just that like, we're using food as the outlet because the food either makes us feel grounded because it creates a sense of heaviness in our body. Mm -hmm. So it like calms us down. It soothes us like a heavy blanket, right? Or like the hug blanket. And then chemically, it gives us feel good emotions just temporarily, but it's enough to make it, it's enough to make the pain in the aftermath worth it. That temporary feeling, right? So when I would be criticized for being emotional or being too much, but have these deep feelings of not being enough and be told, well, this is emotional, this is energetic. Then I'm like, well, what is emotions? Mm -hmm. They're chemical and they're vibrational. Mm -hmm. Food makes us feel solid in our vibe and it gives us a chemical dump. Okay. So if I'm using food to give me those things, How can I change my internal emotional state and not make food be the thing that is the thing that gives it to me? Yeah. And so how did you do that? Well, my last binge, I remember it like the back of my hand. I was at at my mom's house on the phone with my dad, crying my eyes out, eating and then unable to swallow. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can't eat myself out of this. What do I do? Yeah. So I started with cognitive behavioral therapy.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I got a book. I went to therapist. And every time I did these exercises, every time I looked in the mirror, immediately there would be something terrible that I said about myself. And these rules were, if you thought something terrible, you had to immediately write it down and then write down the flip statement of it. So I did that. And for six months, I decided that I was going to wallow in all my self-pity and all my brokenness of why I was so sad and hated myself that first for six months, I was going to do this. Mm-hmm. And I had some rules with food that if I thought about food and it sounded good, I had to eat it. Mm, okay. So two, Yeah. So two things stand out to me where I was on the way to dinner with my friends and it was about a 25 minute drive and I thought about Taco Bell and it sounded good. So I drove through Taco Bell, got a whole meal, ate it on the freeway, mm-hmm. had a full meal at dinner. And the purpose of this was so that I could actually like identify how I was feeling, yeah. that I had to eat from my bad list. And I had to do the internal work to disassociate my worth with the bad list.
0: That I wasn't bad
1: if I was eating bad food. mm. Another time I was watching TV and a French French fries were on the commercial and I was like, oh, they look good. And I was like, shit, it's 10 o'clock at night. And I said, they look good. My rule is I have to go eat it. Mm-hmm. I went and got the fries and I ate them. And it was all like training myself that no matter what I ate, my value didn't change. Ooh, wow. That's so good. So I did that for six months. I weighed myself at the end of six months. I gained basically a pound a month. Mm -hmm. But towards the end of it, I ended up, this is before I went on the hepatonia diet. I ended up wanting tilapia, brown rice, broccoli. And I was like, what is happening? (sighs) Those foods then just started to be like integrated. Like I didn't swing into like just a bodybuilding thing, but Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that actually sounds good. I'm going to eat that too. And in six months it shifted. Yeah. And that that's really like the long and short of it. Like that was the first thing to start that neutralization process Mm -hmm. and things changed, you know, like lifestyle stuff changed and I incorporated other stuff, but that was like the first six months of ending binge eating. Wow. That's interesting because, you know, it's like,
0: I feel like in today's world, which I don't even know if it's just a today's world thing. Like, I feel like this has probably always existed. It's like our, Are it's like we've got that all or nothing mentality around food. It's like nope, this is bad. French fries are bad. Chick fil A is bad. You know, like Starbucks is bad. Whatever. Like we've got this idea that these are all of our bad foods, and so when we diet, quote unquote, it's like nope, I can't have any of that stuff. I'm gonna cut it all out. I'm gonna go cold turkey. I'm only gonna eat you know broccoli and chicken, and then it's just like we go into this downward spiral, right? Of it's almost like when you do that, you want it even more. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's really interesting to hear you say that. So, um, what would you say to the person who is struggling with, like, whether it's, it's binge eating or maybe it's just like a poor relationship with food, like every time they're, they're an emotional eater is what I would call it. Like, you know, when they're happy, they eat, when they're sad, they eat, when they're bored, they eat, when they're stressed, they eat, when they, you know, all of the things like,
1: what would you say to that person? Put your big girl panties on. Um, No, um,
0: (laughs) no, Uh, yeah, no, that's good. That's good.
1: You know, it's like, you know, I've, I've kind of like oscillated between like hardcore physical people and then the more airy fairy spiritual people. And it's like, I'm like right in the middle. Uh-huh. You know? Um, and so it's like if you're into inner child work, you gotta stop hanging out with your inner child for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you gotta grow up. You've gotta, you've gotta like take some accountability. And speaking of the morning show, wait, was it the morning show? I don't know. It was something that I watched in the last like 10 hours where someone was like, Oh no, it was the morning show. You gotta go back to season okay. two. So, All right, I gotta, I gotta watch uh, this. uh Juliana Margulies, she says. Fucked up children don't have an excuse. Fucked up adults do because a fucked up adult can go to therapy. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying this with all the love in the world. You have to actually hear me say that the relationship with food is just the external focal point for what's already in you. And you may already know that, but I'm talking to you as law, as how the subconscious mind has learned how to be from the ages zero to seven or a significant emotional event. And the reason why I'm saying that and the reason why I have to shut my eyes when sometimes when I talk about this stuff, because it's like, I um, have pulled from so many resources of science and spirit that like, I know when I try to talk about it, it just sounds like, but in the moment, what do I do in the moment? What do I do? And it's not in the moment what you do. It's what you do leading up to it. Ooh. So it's like one of the things that like you, you kind of touched on it is I see it as like a cycle of abuse Mm, is that, um, and and it's a cycle of abuse of identity. And so when you were talking about how we're like, oh, uh, you said it, you're like, you know, we're like, okay, we're, we're excited. We're going to cut the food out. We're going to, we're going to go cold Turkey. We're going to do this thing. Well, you just described mechanics of the anti-material universe side. Your conscious mind is doing the directive. Your vibration, your emotions are excited. Your chemicals that are secreting from your subconscious mind are the same as your excitement. So you've got your mental and emotional energetic body, physical body and brain all in the same direction. Mm. So of course, it sounds easy to cut that shit out. You're Mm. like, great, I don't want it. Mm -hmm. But then what happens is we go unconscious. We start to focus on what we have to clean and what we have to do and what commitments we have the excitement dwindles. Mm -hmm. So then now everywhere where we're focused, that's not in an excitement vibration an excitement feeling that starts to poke holes in the plan. Mm. So if you think about the cycle of abuse or when you're in a shitty relationship with someone, they poke at you, they make fun of you. They're mean to you. Mm. They want to get you to come down to their level. Mm -hmm. Like so if we can see that the reason why we can't sustain it and the reason why we go so extreme is because like we're love bombing ourselves and then the old identity comes because that's really not who we are like who wants to live in a world without Chick-fil-A? I mean like not me. Not me. So <laughs> no, like <laughs> I'll tell you my Chick-fil-A story. <laughs> so I so I see this happening on an internal level and so it's like okay my suggestion is you do brain and heart coherence breathing where you inhale for five seconds at a time and exhale for five se- seconds at a time. That gets your brain and your heart to sync up. Mm. It's your nervous system to calm down. Yeah. When you are calm, you are coherent. You can think. Mm-hmm. When you try to feel gratitude, love, joy, something good, who you be that's not that is going to show up. Mm-hmm. So when we're in a controlled environment in brain and heart coherence, breathing. The things that are not your dream relationship with food and your dream body and your health and your aesthetic, those are all going to start to paint a picture in your mind. That's the reason why. So if we know the reason why and we're like, oh, yeah, because I feel like shit in this area, I don't feel worthy enough because I've got a roll hanging on my stomach because I got cellulite in the back of my leg. But who told you those things were bad to begin with? Ooh, so good. So the food is just always the thing to like make us feel better about these holes that like we have. So it's like when I understand this as a cycle of abuse, when I understand that this is energetic boredom and then we just sink because we're not paying attention, that we're programmed that achievement means reward with food. Okay, if I've got those three factors and I get triggered, by somebody that makes me feel bad or I feel stressed out at work and I find myself wanting to eat. I could be like, I'm in the arena. Mm. I'm in it. I'm in the energy. What is this? Like, what am I actually feeling? And that's like where we have to be a little bit disciplined and have our big girl panties on and be like, this is the moment it matters. What do I actually feel? And sometimes it's, it's hard. Like it's hard to allow yourself to remember something. It's hard to be in the middle of your day and not have the time to do that and put a pin in it, write it down and be like, before I go to bed, I actually have to feel this again. Cause if I don't feel it in a controlled way, or if I don't take the time to feel it, it's just going to come back harder. Yeah. You can't stop it. So what you're saying is like, it's
0: like a lot of us treat food as just like masking whatever it is that we're actually feeling. Mm-hmm. like numbing the pain almost.
1: It numbs it. It yeah. reenacts the pain. Yeah. It's just the focus point. And this is like what pisses me off about like some of some of the like woke woke culture of like diet shame and diet culture and body shaming. And, you know, if you're fit, it means that like, you know, you're, I've actually seen memes that say, if you're a fit person, it means that you're doing something bad to somebody else. Like, I forget the context. I'll have to send it to you. Gosh. But it was like, wait, no. There's corruption and bad things in every single area of life, every single thing. Yeah. So yeah. there's nothing wrong with the diet. There's nothing wrong with food. It's emotion. It is, it has a chemical component and a vibrational component. And those emotions are in us. And it's a mirrored universe. It has to yeah. reenact itself.
0: Mm. So good girl. I've, I've never heard somebody speak on... A relationship with food or like emotional eating, like you just described it. And it makes so much sense. So much sense.
1: Well, because I hated family. (laughs) I had a really, I had a really like I like I won't have kids. Like I'm I have several layers of why I won't have children, but Mm -hmm. my family life relationship was not good. Mm. And so relationship has been so hard for me. I've always gone to the back end of figuring out what's in me that I need to fix. Yeah. And so I think that that's what's translated into, this is how the universal law applies. This is how the early childhood programming applies. This mm-hmm. is how the cycle of abuse applies. And we're just focused on the food.
0: Mm-hmm. And it
1: happens to the body because if we were little and we had mental and emotional crap when we were little, the body's the only thing that we had to say, this is this is it. Yeah. So it happens to the body. You know, so it's like, I don't feel airy fairy and Levy Dovey with relationship. I'm like, this is the mechanic. This is how it works.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. Yeah,
1: that's that's so interesting too.
0: And so would you say that you you do you think a lot of um people's poor relationship with food begins at childhood? Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Because if we go, if we go into universal law, we just go like the mechanics, like something you drop it, it falls. That's universal law, right? Gravity our our brain our our conscious mind is masculine energy the going forth the doing the being the light the leader the subconscious mind is the negative energy of of feminine the womb so it's our conscious thought that's like a semen that mm-hmm. impregnates the mind that then bursts the reality that's like the divine feminine divine masculine that a lot of people are talking about these days in the spiritual world mm-hmm. But mechanically, the subconscious mind, her job is to deliver whatever the man wants, whatever the conscious mind wants. Yeah. We learn that those two minds, we, we've we been brought up to believe that the subconscious is all this unknown stuff. And we're operating in 95 to 97 percent that we don't know. And it's only five. To, no bullshit. Mm-hmm. They can be fused. That's perfect union. We ideally in a perfect world would have learned perfect love union from our parents. And most of us have a broken home Mm. or cycle of abuse in different various degrees where we don't learn what perfect love is. We learn that we have to be a good girl or a good boy. We learn that things that we do and how we be make us bad. You're not bad. You have bad behavior. We learn to break apart. And so for a lot of us who have had these self-abuses with the body that we're inflicting on our body, it's because we have this brokenness of that initial love relationship. And this is Dr. John Sarno's work of the divided mind. Like this isn't just like made up, like it's baby it's zero to three programming. And so when we have this like perfect love relationship between masculine and feminine energy, it translates to the two parts of the mind. It translates to the mind body connection And when we can be operating in self-love, when we're indifferent to our self-care, that's the lifestyle of being a couch potato. Mm. There's just no indifference is worse than hate or fear. There's nothing. Yeah. So it's like, you have, we, we have to learn how to come back and like pull these pieces back together to have that initial whole love sense within us. Because if we can, if we can make that emotional state within us we don't need the food to then fill that we're already generating it so because it's in our brain it's chemical we can do it so interesting
0: so what you just said there is if if you if this is a learned behavior from childhood and you've grown up with this you can change it
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah which and the mm-hmm That's like so encouraging though, you know, I mean, it takes some really freaking hard work, but, but you can change it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's taken a long time. And I, when I tell people it's taken me, like I've been doing this for 12 years, but it's like now on the other side of it, like I know the shortcut. So the shortcut literally is brain and heart coherence breathing. And then the second thing that I didn't tell you was you tell your subconscious mind 10 minutes before you go to bed. So you fall asleep programming your subconscious mind for what you want. I say, I am perfect health. I am overflowing abundance. And your brain, you can learn to do this. It's not just a skill that I have as like a thing. You can actually learn to stay present to your dreams. Your subconscious mind will start to spit out what is not perfect health and abundance. Mm. And then if you can wake up in the morning and be like, like, I wake up kind of in a funk recently because my subconscious mind keeps venting stuff. So then I'm like, oh, that's right. But that's not who that's I'm reprogramming. Got it. So brain and heart coherence, breathing, you put yourself into the energetic state and in the chemical state, you go to bed and you tell your brain what to do. I don't wake up in the morning and chant, and do incense, and do crystals, and do. I get up, and I go. It saves time. Yeah. And you just, you know, the books will show up. The people will show up. The people will show up. You just start with here. Breathe, and tell your brain what you want. Yeah. Tell your baby mama what you want.
0: Which is, which is interesting, because I feel like for so long, many of us have done the opposite. It's like we tell our brains that like we go to bed thinking about how inadequate we are, how we don't have our dream body, how you, you know, screwed up that day, or, you know, what you did wrong that day, or, you know, like it's like we go to bed thinking about those types of things Mm -hmm. instead of what you just said. Mm -hmm. So, so then do you think when you go to bed thinking all of the negatives, all of the things that went wrong, or you know, what you've done wrong or what you don't have yet, do you think that correlates with how you eat the next day?
1: She's just doing what you told her to do. Yes. Her job in the field in this, this huge dimensional universe has different densities. We're in the third one Mm -hmm. that you can touch. We're in the third density. Her job is just a computer that prints everything out. So when you go to bed feeling a certain way, you're feeling a certain way. The emotional center of your brain that secretes the chemicals in your body is in the subconscious mind. You are going to bed telling your brain to make your body feel like shit. So if you wake up in the morning feeling like shit and then you need your, I was gonna say Starbucks, but I don't mean that in the Starbucks way that you have Starbucks, that you need you need a, a Pop-Tart in the morning. You need your, you need, you need, you need. You don't right. wake up eating. hmm And you don't wake up needing to put yourself through the cycle of abuse to stuff your face to then give yourself, to then feel bad about yourself and judge yourself again. She's doing whatever you tell her to do. Like, this is the power. And like, it's just like, it's like, it's easy, but you have to get through the crap. You have to face everything that's already been programmed. And it sounds so abstract, but it's not. Because you'll remember like, you'll remember like random stuff of being in third grade, random stuff where somebody looked at you weird because you were eating celery with raisins on it. And Mm -hmm. like, all of a sudden, like you think that that makes you bad. Like you remember weird stuff and you're like, this is ridiculous. This is what the mind body connection has just been recycling. This is stupid. Mm -hmm. And then other stuff is going to be harder, you know, but like a lot of it, you're like, oh my God, that.
0: So good. So good. And I feel like a lot of people listening to this right now are like, oh, my gosh, this this makes total sense. You know, this is why this is why I've struggled with this for so long. Wow. Well, Lauren, is there any anything else that you want to say before we get off of here?
1: I think that um, if this does make sense, if it doesn't make sense or it doesn't make sense and you're like, OK, I'm kind of interested, but I don't quite get it or, oh, my God, yes, sign me up. If you go to bodyenergetics.com, that is a 28-day calibration. I have a meditation that I send to you every single day and then 28 days of little snippet email. I'm telling you they they only take up the surface of your phone. Like the emails are so small to get little bite-sized things of understanding how emotions work mechanically. And that would be like a great place to start because you have to feel what is not your dream body if you're going to get through it. You can't change it from the outside in. It has to be an energetic and emotional thing because emotions are chemical and they're vibrational. Mm -hmm. You have to change that before you can really change that relationship because it's just like a relationship with anything else. It's not the person. Usually that's the real problem. It's how they're interacting.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And we'll leave that link in the show
0: notes too. So it's, they, they can easily find it, but very yeah. good. Well, tell us where we can find you, like on social media. Where can people find you?
1: It's Lauren Circione, S A R A C I O N E, or bold. Queen bold Eq queen.bold.eq I have a podcast that you're going to be on in a couple of weeks really? can't wait
0: yeah. Yeah, <laughs> oh excited. my gosh well I I'm so glad that you were able to to join me today Lauren and shed some light on this because I know so many people are listening to this probably like nodding their heads I feel like there's been a lot of light bulb light bulb moments that probably just went off so that's really really awesome but um,
1: my my hope my hope is that people will feel that it's not them. Yeah. They are not the problem. This is just mechanically how the mind body connection is learned behavior. They are not the problem. Absolutely. And for me, this has taken the, the stress off of feeling like a failure. And then I was the problem. So I would hope that people would feel that way. That's mm-hmm. what my hope is for sharing this. My point of view. Thank you for having me on.
0: Love that. Absolutely. Girl. We'll talk soon.